0: It's overrated. You don't um, have to feel that in order for your marriage or relationship to be successful, you've got to be enjoying all the same things.
1: What data points or analytics are important to a successful marriage? Dr. Karen Schroen and I discuss, stay tuned. When you were dating and wanted to woo your spouse, I'm guessing the menu consisted of a romantic dinner and a bottle of wine. Let us deliver that to you monthly. The Hitched Wine Club is your regular reminder to slow down and reconnect, and have fun! We have an amazing special going on right now, and our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, works directly with hundreds of wineries to get amazing deals and wines that you can't get anywhere else. It's like joining over 300 wine clubs in one. Shipping is free. There are no membership fees. You're only paying for the delicious wine that's sent. You can cancel at any time, and each bottle is 100% guaranteed. Plus, each shipment includes exclusive date night ideas from the Hitched editors. Everyone likes getting a present in the mail, so go to hitchedmag.com, click the wine club link, and join today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is an author. Uh, She has her own program for you to check out uh, called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can see that at from fight to foreplay.com. Uh, you can also find out about her books and uh, other things at her website dr. Karen Shermancom um, and, and I, I came up with the I think it's an interesting topic today Karen um, so running a website uh, hitched uh, I look at analytics all day I have a, a real-time dashboard that shows me um, where people are coming from and how many people are coming and and what kind of content they're reading. Um, by the way, it's it's private. I don't know who you are, so feel free to continue to browse. Um, but it gives me a, a sense of if we're on the right track. Are we delivering content that people are interested in? Um, are they staying on the articles and reading all the way through? Uh, so it really gives me a sense of how am I doing? Is the website running how I would like it to be running? Are we delivering the content that they want? Uh, what's the next step? That sort of stuff. And so it got me thinking about other businesses and um, and all the information that they gather to kind of gauge the health of that business. Um, and so you look at all these different analytics and I thought, hmm, I wonder if there was some sort of like analytic data that we can gauge within our own marriage and relationships. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I want to talk about marriage analytics. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I guess my first question and and like most for-profit businesses is there is a bottom line. What is that profit-like analytic uh, in your mind that couples should look to or be aware of in their marriage?
0: Well, there's actually a theory, Steve, you might be surprised about if a relationship should continue to exist or not. And that formula is whether um, reward is greater than punishment. So if you are still feeling rewarded in the relationship, then you stay. But if the punishment outweighs the reward, then you lead. That's one formula. Mm. Now, I want to expand on that a little bit okay. more because um, relationships should not be tit for tat. Uh, they should be reciprocal. So you don't sit there with a scoreboard and say, well, I did you know five things for you and where are those five things for me? It should be reciprocal. Um and generally the idea is that you, you both feel as if you're getting something from the relationship. So, um, if you feel that, you know, by and large, you are happy and the good is outweighing the bad. Notice I said by and large and you stay in the relationship. Um, and of course, you know, this brings up probably some of the podcasts we've done in the past where people bail right away because they say, well, you know, I'm not in love anymore, I'm feeling disconnected, but we know that there are ways to work on that. So that's the basic formula, but, you know, um, there's, I I think that you have to go deeper than that if there's a problem, you don't just, you know, jump ship right away.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting, Uh, am I getting more out of this than not? I did a podcast with this couple. Um, they are the authors of a book called Traveling with Luggage. Uh, long story short, go back and listen to the episode. I don't remember the number, um, but it uh, I, there should be Traveling with Luggage in the title somewhere. Uh, this couple, uh, they were a little bit rocky, um, and they decided essentially to sell every possession they owned, pack a bag, and start traveling the world Wow! Uh, without a home. No – real hard destination and the book chronicles this whole thing. But I I bring this up because one of the things that they decided to do, like they really just kind of like broke out of the mold of what most people think of as, you know, getting good, going through life. And they at the end, they, so they once a year uh, have this agreement where they, Look at each other and say, "Do we want to stay married?" It's almost like their marriage is on an annual contract that they opt into every year, Mm -hmm. and they never and they and they admitted that they've never felt like they were ever in jeopardy of (laughs) having their little renewal session and fearing that the other person would walk away. But it was a concerted effort on their part to look at their marriage and decide. I I to your point I'm getting more out of this than mm-hmm. I, than not and I want to continue this relationship. Right, right. So I think that's interesting. Um okay, so then at, I think part of uh the problem when we look at uh data statistics, any type of assessment of what took place Uh, it's only as good as the person reading that information and and knowing what they're looking at. So how can couples measure or gauge the status of how they're doing?
0: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with how you feel. But, you know, the caution here is a couple of things. First of all, um, a lot of people don't realize that um, a relationship is a live entity and that love is going to come and go. Um, one of my favorite stories is um, where a client that I had been working with individually got married. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were done with our work and then she calls me up, sort of in a panic, and she says, I really have to get in to see you as soon as possible. And I said, You know, sure, fine. And she comes in and she says, I I don't think that I I feel love for him anymore. We're married about you know a year and a half, and and I'm just not feeling it anymore. And I started to laugh, which I must say is not something I do often with clients. <laughs> a relationship. No. And she said, why are you laughing? I said, oh that. I said, yeah, you get used to that. That comes and goes. She said, what are you talking about? And I said, you know, love is gonna you're gonna feel like you're really in love, and then all of a sudden you're not gonna feel it. And the first time it happens. It's very scary, like what you're experiencing now. But then you get used to it because, you know, it's just part of a long-term relationship. And she said, nobody tells you that in the beginning. And that's correct. We don't tell couples that. We, nobody thinks to tell you that.
1: So so, so when you say that, just, so just for clarification, so when you say that, do you mean that you don't have those, like, overwhelming loving feelings or that there really is no more love?
0: No, you don't have those overwhelming feelings. Okay. You know? Um, It's just like you have good days and you have bad days, Um, and you're just not always going to look at your spouse and say, wow, I really think this person is terrific, and that might go on for days. It could go on for weeks. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you have to really be concerned, and I think that the more concerned you get about it and start to really like, oh my God, oh my God, the worse it's gonna get. Just like I tell when I'm working with individual clients, when you get anxious, the more anxious that you're anxious, the worse it gets. If you just say, okay, you know, everybody gets anxious and you know, such and such is going on in my life and I'm going through a period right now where, you know, it makes sense that I'd be, I would feel anxious. The more you flow with it, the sooner it will pass. Well, these periods where you're not feeling great about your spouse are going to pass also. So don't get nervous about it. Um, And again, it, it will pass. We know this. We know this. As a matter of fact, there's some research that says that couples who feel really, really not good in their relationship five years later are fine. So if you hang in there and don't go running to a mediator or a divorce lawyer, then you're fine five years later. Um, so again, the original question was, had, you know, basically, you know, you feel that things are working, you feel comfortable, you feel like, you know, you're getting what you want from the relationship. It's, it's just, you know, it, an individual, uh, sense of satisfaction.
1: Okay. Um, and so, but the, a couple is two participants, obviously, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming there should be some conversation at some point in time uh to where you might feel this way, but uh i'm I'm you know you would want to know at some point how your spouse feels as well,
0: maybe yes, maybe no oh I
1: mean,
0: okay. <laughs> like that i mean if if i'm there are times where um I may not be feeling so great about my husband um but I may also know that there's just some other things going on for me. I'm not going to run and say to him, you know, I'm not really loving you so much because that's just going to make him feel lousy. So, you know, why tell him that? On the other hand, um, if things have really, if I really feel there's something going on in the relationship that's making me unhappy, um, or if I start acting out in a way that's not so great, then yes, that I want to bring to him. But if, if I know that, you know, let's say, um, I've been working on a project and it's not going well or I just haven't been feeling good about the way I look or, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just sort of uh, bleeding off into general feeling bleh, and including him, I'm not going to run and say to him, you know, I'm just not really feeling very loving towards you because as I said, that's just going to make him feel not good. So why yeah. so tell him that?
1: Now is, is there an analytic, or, what is an analytic uh, that you think is important that people should look at or pay attention to that they don't?
0: I think that people tend to be very focused on the here and now. Um, what they tend to lose sight of, let's call it like, you know, the, the see the forest for the trees kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, they tend not to look at the big picture. Um, you know, your your spouse does something that really ticked you off and you get so focused on that and you don't step back and look at the big picture. You don't look at the whole of the person, you know, everything about them or, you know, everything you're getting out of the relationship. So you get so annoyed or so caught up in whatever has just upset you that um, you don't you know, again, it's almost like a stock, you know, like yeah. they say, look at your stock portfolio mm-hmm. and don't get upset about what's happening on a particular day or yeah. a particular week. Look at, you know, the whole picture because that really gives you a better analytic yep. of what your stocks are doing.
1: Yeah. So you're really looking at the trend line of over yes. the years and years, as opposed to it swayed two points today or it went right. down 10 points yesterday. Got it. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Perfect analogy. Uh, Now, is there an analytic that people look at to gauge the health of their marriage, uh, you know, quote unquote, that you think is overrated?
0: Yes. I think that people look at their compatibility. Do we like the same things? Um, As a matter of fact, uh, John Gottman did research and what he found is I believe it was either 61 or 62% of couples who were happily married did not have the same interests. In other words, that's not an important factor. Um, there are factors that are far more significant. Respect for one another, how you manage your conflicts. Um, so so whether you have the same interests or not is not really important. I was just working with somebody right before we got on the call with each other who was talking about how much she liked the fact that this one guy that she's going out with now likes the same things that she does. And that wasn't the... Main part of the session, but I was having this thought that that's really unimportant because you can do your own things. You can join your mate in um, the activity that they like, and either end up, you know, just sharing it or not. But that's not going to be the factor that's going to make your relationship happy.
1: Mm-hmm. And and as I think part of that too is not only do you not have to. Uh, be interested in the things that they are, have uh, similar interests in that regard. But sometimes the fact that you have different interests can actually propel the relationship. Absolutely. Because you now have new and exciting and interesting things to talk about. Uh, whereas if you both follow the same things of everything, right. it's like, oh yeah, Would you, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, and Then you're exactly. on to the next thing.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and then sometimes, you, you know, as I mentioned a few moments ago, you might want to join your mate, yeah. um, share it, um, or, you know, you can try new things together if you like. But but it, as I said, it is not, it's overrated. You don't um, have to feel that in order for your marriage or relationship to be successful, you've got to be enjoying all the same things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It. I, I think I've mentioned this in the past. My wife is a, a total gymnastics nut, um, and we have started traveling uh, to major gymnastics events around the world, like world championships and things. Um, and so, while I don't have that deep, burning interest in gymnastics, like I mean, really at all, um, I, I find it interesting. Um, but through it's through her interest though that I now am seeing all these places in the world that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I've taken her interest um, and we have collectively found this like really cool way that we can both engage in that interest. Um, and, you know, it's not, you know, going to a gymnastics meet is not torture for me. I, I actually enjoy the sports and competition and all that stuff. Um, but it, it allows us to do this traveling and stuff um, that, if I shut myself down to that idea would never have taken place. Right. Right. Great. Great. You made it work. You made it work for you. Great. Um, okay. So then, uh, finally here, how often do you think couples should take a, a, a pulse of their marriage? How, how often should they look at it? I mean, we talked about the stock market. Should we, should we keep an eye on the stocks every day to see how they're doing so that the trend line doesn't creep up on us? Or do we just look at the big trend line or somewhere in between?
0: Well, first of all, and I, I don't mean to be um, bashing men. This is not a, a male bash, but generally men are not going to have a pulse on a relationship. It's going to be the women that, that are going to have a better sense of what's going on. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, if she brings it to his attention, he can reflect on it uh, or, you know, Focus on what he's been feeling or whatever, um, and I think it's it's sort of going to depend on the couple. Um, you know, you're going to laugh at me, Steve, because you know I'm a big adv- advocate of doing uh, check-ins, and yeah. I, I think it's a great way <laughs> of making sure that you stay on top of things. And yet, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a big confession here.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Husband and I don't do regular check-ins. However um, I always can tell when we've started to drift too far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll be the one that will bring it up. Um, and he will inevitably say to me, you know, you know, I was starting to feel this way also, but you always do have a better sense on, on it. And then we sit and we talk about it. Yeah. Um,
1: so I, I but- want to, I, I- I feel like so I I really appreciate that confession, and I think sometimes, uh, you know, we preach all this stuff, and sometimes it's not always executed. But it's almost like when you're doing any kind of skill, you have those basics, you have those, um, that basic skill set that you develop, and you know, like a like a quarterback or something who all of a sudden, or a pitcher who has a hitch in his throw. They can go back and go back through the mechanics Mm -hmm. and they can fall back on that stuff and say like, "Okay, I haven't been doing that like warm up that I did my whole life uh, that kind of burned into memory these motions. And I think the same thing with like relationships. Once you have these relationship skill sets and you and you you have that pulse on everything um, and you have practiced it in the past enough to, you know, you don't have to do all these exercises every day, it's, it's ingrained in you at that point. And so uh, I feel like because of that, when something you do feel is amiss, you can fall back on it and have your informal check-in, but you don't need it on the regular basis. But for a couple that may be working through things, that exercise is a necessary part of the ongoing regular process.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, I think you're exactly right. You know, if you if you don't have certain tools, if you're not aware of how to do it, then you need something structured to help you start to develop that skill set. So I think you're absolutely right. But regardless, um, you know, I, I don't want to dictate to people, you must do this every week. Um, I do think that if you're learning how to do something, then you need to do it with some regularity. So whether it be once a week or once every two weeks or once a month, but to do it with some regularity because you're not going to get into the habit of it unless you you do create some kind of structure to it.
1: And I think that's the the important point because it, it has to be the norm, not the exception. And I don't think if you took a poll of couples in the country and you asked them, do you think people go on too many, do you think married couples go on too many dates? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to raise their hand and be like, oh yeah, people are constantly going out on dates and spending too much time together. That's not the problem that most people have. The problem right. is- right. Just the opposite of that, so I think I think uh, you know one of the big things that we try to do at hitched is is make good habits the norm as opposed to the exception.
0: Yes, and the only other thing I would say is that um, though you don't want to be especially because I think guys would be like, oh again, I don't think that every time there's something that you're sensing is not great that you okay, let's have a sit down.
1: Yeah, um, good point.
0: You know, on the other hand, you don't want it to go too far off because the longer it goes on, the more difficult it is to unravel and figure out what what happened. So, just like you know, when we were talking before, when I said you know, when I'm not feeling so great about my husband, I don't necessarily share it. But if it were to go on where I saw like, wow, this is really continuing for a while. Like, why isn't you know, why am I still feeling kind of yucky? Then I would then I would bring it up. So in the same way, if something's not okay, you know, give it a day or two, and it, it, there's a good chance it's going to pass. Don't don't make it, you know a, a whole major thing about it. But if it continues, then you could say you know there's something I wanted to bring to your attention, and maybe it's nothing, but you know just in case, let's let's sort of you know see if we can problem solve this and and put it you know ladies put it in men language because they're going to be more open to it you know, let's see what we can, you know, what we can fix or let's see if we can solve this.
1: I was just about to say, as, as we have discussed many times in the past episodes, men like to fix things. And so if you give them a problem to solve like that, they'll be much more receptive of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, this was great, Karen. Um, I I wasn't quite sure if we were going to be able to knock out some analytics, but I think we nailed this one. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. I think that uh, we did a good job, Steve. <laughs> uh, so I want to thank everybody for listening this week. If you guys have any analytics ideas uh, or things that you do or check in or things that you pay attention to that you think we may have missed, uh, that you think is vital uh, to the pulse of your Marriage. Let us know. We're we're curious to hear those things. Uh, but until then, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can find this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. As I mentioned at the beginning, she has a program out for couples called From Fight to Foreplay, and it does what it sounds like it does. Uh, And you can find information on that at the website, fromfighttoforeplay.com, all spelled out. Uh, Karen also hosts her own radio show on the sex talk radio network called your empowered relationship so you can check that out as well Uh, you can find all this information at our website hitchedmag.com. you can find us follow us friend us tweet us pin us on all the major social networks Uh, and we love hearing from you seeing you uh, engaging with you. So, uh, if you aren't already doing those things, uh, hop on board. We, we love to connect. Uh, but that is going to do it for us this week. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody.